hour two of Canuck Central, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Satin Bick, we are going to be joined by Don Taylor coming up in a few moments. If you missed the first hour of the show, make sure to check it out on the podcast. I had a great discussion about what's next for the Vancouver Canucks this offseason. And then we had a discussion with Frank Saravalli about what he's heard about what's going to happen next for the Vancouver Canucks. If you missed that, make sure to check it out on the podcast. And to talk about OEL and the Canucks some more, because that is the topic du jour, let's welcome in the man, the myth, the legend, Don Taylor from Donnie and Dolly. On Czech TV, Monday to Friday, 10 to noon, and he joins us now on Monday. And, you, you know, Donnie, anytime something big happens, it's, it's pretty funny how reinvigorating that is for us to go on air, isn't it? Well, yeah, especially this time of year <laughs> yeah. when there's you know, kind, of a, kind of a dip yes. in, in, in uh, interest and, and things to talk about. I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on, you know, the golf and, and, and baseball, but nothing runs the engine in our city like, like hockey, so... OEL happens on a Friday, and we're still talking about it today, and rightfully so. People care about it. Oh, yeah, that, that classic Friday news dump, right? It just uh, Yes. Yeah. Try to alleviate the conversation, but no, no, it drags on all the way through till Monday. Do you and- think the Canucks thought like, it would go away by Monday? <laughs> They'll forget about it by Monday. Yeah, but, but you know what? We ran a poll today, and I don't know, you know, like um, what you guys have found, you know, was the move a smart one by the Canucks? Guys, it was 85%, yes. Mm-hmm. And people seem to like this move a, a, a whole lot um, for for various reasons, I guess. But I don't think they really had to worry about their approval rating on Friday. I think most people like the deal. Did you like the deal? Um, you know what? It, it you know I've been around for so long. I, I'm going to take the old cliche, sit on the fence, wait and see attitude because to me it's all about what they do with the money. And, if, and to me, I, I think we argued about this today. It's got to be—it's got to be about making sure you nail down number forty there, your superstar mm-hmm. EP forty. Uh, first and foremost, if they go out and sign somebody to, to uh, Ivan Barbashev, whoever, to some long-term expensive deal, then you're right back to square one, and I'll hate it. But to me, I'll reserve judgment until I see what they do with the money. If this is about getting Pedersen nailed down, then. Heck, I'm all for it. Well, I mean, I think the Pedersen thing is going to be really interesting to see because that's going to be a big number. And, you know, they do have all all this money to spend all of a sudden in free agency as well. And, you know, this team has never been afraid of spending in free agency. And not that they're going to be afraid of doing so, but I think we're all kind of really wondering to see, okay, you have flexibility now, and we all know you have to improve the team. We all know you are going to try to improve the team, but... Are they going to be aggressive or reckless? Because in the past, we saw a lot of recklessness when it came to cap space being spent in free agency. Yeah, well, Dean, well, more than ever now, they need they need at least one decent defenseman who, who you know who could possibly fill a top four spot. You would think you'd have to get get a guy like that, like that and a third line center. I guess it's just a matter of you know what you're going to spend on the guy. What how, you know what kind of term you're going to give him. Uh, it's it's frightening, guys. It's like it's Halloween in in July. You're you're afraid of what might happen, given the past and Louis Erickson and all the all the bad deals of the past that have um, that, that that didn't work out. It's it's really really frightening. But they do need to improve their NHL roster 
I, I, I get that, but I just hope that the number one priority is extending Elias Pedersen. So we were talking about on Friday and then today, like when you're building out the needs, and, and let's say you have to do them in order um, of, of you have to go acquire this guy to fit this need, like which is the biggest need now to fill for you? Well, defenseman, uh, and in large part because so long for so long now, all of us have talked about the right side, and that you know got even more urgent with the Ethan Bear news. But and what about the left side? Now? Mm-hmm. I know that Quinn Hughes plays thirty minutes a game. I, I get that, but you still need somebody else. And OEL is a left-handed defenseman. He, he's gone. Uh, does this mean they they liked what they saw from the likes of Wolanin last year? Maybe even Hiroshi? Uh What about Rathbone? What's his status? Brisebois? Or do they go out and get uh, somebody else? So it's it's just so thin on the blue line right now. Until Ethan Bear gets back, and anything is possible. But again, you just hope it's not some reckless contract. Well, and and I think that's what everybody's really you know afraid of more than anything else is somebody being 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 given a reckless deal. But that doesn't mean every free agent signing is going to necessarily be a mistake if you make the right one. And you, you know, one player who obviously got traded at the deadline um, for a third round pick to Toronto. And I know there's a lot of discussion. And uh, Elliot Friedman was on you on your guys' show today and yeah. mentioned how Toronto may want him at a league minimum, and perhaps he wants a bit more. Is is bringing Luke Shen back on a cheap two-year deal, let's say a million, million point five, or something along those lines, is that maybe not the most prudent way to go about patching things over on the back end, especially until Ethan Bear comes back and you figure out what you do with Tyler Myers at some point next season? Well, I, I like anybody, and you, you, the answer could be every right-handed defenseman in the National Hockey League. But I, I like I like a player. I mean, you're talking about your top four. Luke Shen is a player you can play with Quinn Hughes and be really, really comfortable with. And, look, we saw what he did in Vancouver. We also saw what he did in the playoffs with Toronto when it was clear that Sheldon Keith's confidence in him grew and grew, and he, he was given more and more more ice time. And I think if, if you can do that, and I know he's older, I, I get all that, but he was good. He had a really good season both in Vancouver and Toronto. And if you can somehow bring him back, and if all the rumors are true, he wants to come back, well, then you've got your first pairing. And you can say what you want about Luke Shen, but you want to keep Quinn Hughes happy. And I think Luke Shen keeps Quinn Hughes happy. I think that's really important. So there you've got you've got your, your top pair. And then your second pair, Ronick and somebody, and then you deal with the pleasant problem of Ethan Bear coming back as a right-hander somewhere down the line. He has played on the left side as well. So... I wouldn't be against them signing Shen, not only because do I think he's a solid veteran defenseman, but I also think he keeps Quinn Hughes happy, and that's pretty important. One thing that's kind of stood out, and we were talking about this in the break, that uh, you know the Hronik deal comes out of nowhere. This one, it felt like you know we talked about the possibility, but it just didn't feel like there was going to be the level of urgency to want to make something as seismic as buying out Oliver Ekman Larson. Not that I, I, I'm asking you to predict the future or anything, but it does feel like prepare to be surprised is kind of the motto all of a sudden here in Vancouver. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I, I'm okay with that, within, within reason, especially when you know people are surprised. And judging by the results of our poll, what I hear from 650 today, everybody see, seems to like it. And I guess nothing would surprise you because we really don't know – I mean, we hear them talk, although not as much as I'd like. We really don't know a ton of 
about Patrick Alvin and Jim Rutherford because they've been hamstrung by the cap situation. Well, now that's not the case. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a surprising, a surprising move given that they've kind of done that already and we really don't know much about them. Right? Like, even though it's been a fairly significant amount of time, we don't know a, a ton about what their evil plan, plan is. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think uh, I think what's clear is they're not afraid of making moves. And we were going through the list of players. I mean, uh, you know, if you take away, if you don't include, you know, the, the young guys like Podkolzin and Hoaglander, and you include Pearson, only eight guys are remaining in terms of veterans and guys this, uh, that this regime was yeah. relying on in the past. So, I mean, they're, you know, going through the list of players. And, you know, if they have their way, Pearson's contract's going to be done after this season. You know, Meyer's going to be out of the door pretty soon. And next thing you know, it's like the core five or six guys we talked about are going to be remaining with this team, especially if they can move out a Garland type as well. But, when we when we look at this team for next year and some of the questions about in terms of the market buying into them, what do you think this team has to do this offseason to to get fans aboard to truly believe in them? Or do you think it's going to have to be one of those things where if you want the market to truly believe, they have to show it on the ice no matter what they do in the offseason? Because we've had a few offseasons in a row where they've done some splashy things. Well, that's that's a great question. <laughs> it, it, it is. Like, what... what because you want to make some sort of splash in, under normal circumstances, and maybe you already did that with the ekman Larson move. The problem is, is that so many people in this market are gun shy. I'm wondering if maybe the the big move or the surprising move might be no move at all, and having McKayev for a whole season, which you didn't uh, uh, last year, having a healthy Demko. And you're getting a defense, but to help out that top four, maybe that's it. Maybe the surprising move would be to stand pat some, some, uh, somewhat uh, short of grabbing a grabbing a, a quality defenseman and and maybe a third line center. And I also wonder, guys, buying out OEL and just how much that had to do with some of the confidence they seem to show in guys like Wallan and 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 Julson and and. And young Hiroshi, and I didn't really notice a big drop off in the defense. I know there were mean nothing games, mm-hmm. but I didn't notice a big drop off in the defense when you know they were taking the places of Ekman, Larson, and, and Pullman at, at one point, Stillman and, and Dermott. And I, I wonder if, they, if there's a lot there. So I wonder if the surprise move might be no or not many significant moves at all. I mean, that would free up a you know the potential to go spend elsewhere. If, yeah. if they had belief in a Hirose and Wolanin, and suddenly you look at them like, hey, we we're spending less than two million dollars on some roster spots. Well, I think I I think part of the calculus has to be, especially what they saw in some of the things I've heard, that they'll leave the number f- say six seven spot and maybe five mm-hmm. six seven spot, like the third pair and the extra D for for up for grabs. Can you get Hirose, McWard, all these guys? Can they go and fight for the spot with Wolanin and Brisebois? That's probably better off. Maybe sign a couple guys for your top four, or one guy for your top four, and let those guys battle it out for your third pair. I like it. I, I, I I'm okay with it. I really like Hiroshi. I don't know how you guys felt yeah. about it, but he just looks so comfortable, and he looked like you know left-handed Chris Tanev out there. What was Kevin BX's quote about? You know, all that was missing was a cigarette dangling from his mouth. He just looked so calm and cool up there. And again, I realize different situation. Tanev was placed in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs mm-hmm. in 2011. Uh, Hiroshi, not so much. You know, end of season garbage time. But I really liked him. I just wonder what they think. And maybe that's part of their thinking that 
maybe the development in Abbotsford was so special last year that maybe they feel, yeah, at least for the six, seven spots, mm-hmm. they can fill that in with those Abbotsford guys. I'd rather take that chance than go spend a bunch of money on somebody. Oh, no, no question. I'm with you all the way, Sat. All, all the way. Given what's happened, if I'm a Canuck fan, you're, you're again, you're gun-shy about that as well. I'd, I'd be okay with it, at least to start. Uh, hey, before we let you go, uh, BC yep. Lions also uh, kicking things off at home and another uh, fantastic start for them. And j- just the the job that they have done here in, in, in two short seasons from uh, Amar Doman coming in and now all this buzz is starting up and here's this fantastic home opener. It just feels like it's finally trending in a, in a fantastic direction. Well, first of all, they're winning, so that's that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, CFL's got to do something about parity. There's there's the, there's the have and the have not so much in between. Edmonton was just awful, and uh, so so there's that. But people are talking about the Lions, and right off the bat, right at the start of the season, people love the owner. I think Amar Dolan gets gets Vancouver, gets BC as much as any owner of any team I've seen in this city. Like he just he 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 knows what BC's all about, what makes it tick. He, he he he's looked on a map. He knows the geography of the of the uh, of the province and what it takes, in some cases, to get to Vancouver if you're from outside of town. I just 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 the fact people are talking. The owner is popular. Rick Campbell seems to have a great grasp on this on this team. Uh, same with Neil McAvoy. You know, there's 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 a buzz. There's talk, and it might be relatively small at this point, but at least it's there. Because before this guy, before Amar came along, there wasn't much at all. And just everything he does seems to seems to be bang on. Seems to be really well thought out, creative. The uniforms, you know, the the concerts to open up the season. It's really, really been impressive so far. And uh, yeah, it, at the very least, people are talking about it. And I've had a couple of people that went to the game on Saturday night say to me, uh, we had one girl we work with, at, uh, one woman we work with at, uh, at Czech, and she's like, i never been to a Lions game before. Mm-hmm. I just loved it. And this is somebody in their 20s, and she just was blown away. Her and her boyfriend had great seats, saw LL Cool J, and that just wouldn't have happened before. It, they, they got them in the building, and she's like, I didn't realize how professional, how good that mm-hmm. league is, and how entertaining it is, and how great the athletes are, and the look of it is good. Even at BC Place, which gets rocked, she was. I never heard anything like that. Uh, my nephew, same thing. Never been to a Lions game, not recently anyway, since he was a kid, and just thought it was great. So that that's just that. How, how long has it been since that happened? Yeah. Other than other than last year. I mean, you know, all I keep thinking about is Amar Doman is uh, is like Bobby Ackles reincarnate, but as an owner and with you know a lot more money behind him because like it, it, the same type of vision and credibility that turned the franchise around. What was it 2002 when they brought Bobby Ackles in? And it seemed like over the course of a year, everything changed, and we might be on that same path right now. Yeah, and I and I, and I say this with it, like I think the CFL um, has to be somewhat like. Because there's a high turnover, there's in every league, but there's such a high turnover with athletes these, these days. And, and I say that it's got to be somewhat like American college football. And I think the Whitecaps have this somewhat with Vanny Sartini. But I, I don't think there's anything wrong in a league like that where, if you have the coach, the GM, or the owner, in the case of being the star. He's, he, he's, he, he's the, you're pulling for the guy. He's speaking for the franchise. It's, it, I think that's okay. I, I, I feel that with Vanny, and I certainly feel that with Amar Doman. 
I mean, I love, I love listening to those people speak. I love their passion. I love that they care so much and that they know so much about the game. It's really, really infectious. And uh, I think that and I, that was the case in the last great Lions era. You mm-hmm. think about it. And, yeah, they had Dickinson and Printers, who at some point didn't want to be here, and Brent Johnson. But Wally was kind of the star. You know, Bobby Ackles was kind of the star. It was mm-hmm. it was a great, great era. And I think they that they have that going right now, or at least the potential to get that going, uh, you know, with, with Rick Campbell and with certainly with Amar. It's been really impressive. It certainly has been, and it sets up for a fun summer at BC Place this year watching the yeah. BC Lions. Yeah. And, Donnie, we always appreciate your time, and we look forward to chatting with you next week, and we'll see what the Lions get up to. And also the Canucks will only be days away from the draft at that point. Yeah, it should be good. Lions have that game in Winnipeg, which which will be big. And like you say, the draft coming up. It's uh, always fun, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you. That is Don Taylor. Make sure to check him out Monday to Friday with Rick Dollywall on Donnie and Dolly on Check TV. Uh, great stuff as always from Don Taylor and the BC Lions doing things. I mean, you know what? Uh, you know what's fun too? Vernon Adams. Yeah. Like he's been he's been really good the first couple of games. And I know we both like Vernon. Like he was one of your draft crushes some years back. So Back when he was at... Uh... <laughs> Uh, University of Oregon. Yeah. Finally getting a shot. Yeah, staying on Regular the Regular playing time. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I mean, it, it's always difficult to, uh, I mean. Man, that was so long ago. It was It was a long time ago. But, I mean, remember. What was the draft year, 2017, 2018? Yeah. Was, was it? That was, like, you know what? It's, it's so funny because, so the other day, I, I was watching something, and I'm like, well, when did this movie come out? It said 2020. I'm like, oh, that was just last year. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. That's three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Time has been kind of stuck in a time warp it feels like i did this thing recently where i was like oh i wouldn't have done that 10 years ago as and i meant it in the sense of like oh when i was a carefree adolescent but I, I, that wasn't 10 years I, ago. I was yeah 10 years ago i was firmly mid-20s let's go you're still very much an adult Whoops. i meant 20 years ago <laughs> yeah 10 years ago you're josh Elliot wolf's age yeah. you're still older than him probably i don't know how uh, old you are. but maybe <laughs> maybe perhaps I, I wouldn't have done that 10 years ago no. I would have been an adolescent. <laughs> yeah, you would have been. You would have been. Uh, I, I want to read a tweet here. Yes. Uh, a couple of things uh, while we're talking to Donnie. Matt texting or uh, tweeting at us. Uh, if Luke Shen is on your top pair, you're in trouble. Stay away from him. I'm pro Luke Shen. Yeah. I don't know if I'm pro Luke Shen. Here's 82 games on the top pair. Well, uh, I'd, like, I'd love a Hirose-Shen pairing. Well, so That's fun. So the way I view it, and this is kind of going back to what we mentioned a bit earlier, if you can find your solution for Luke Shen back on a cheap two-year deal, especially if it's around 1.2, which you can just bury that contract comes off your books. And guess what happens in a year? He's your 6'7 defenseman? Whatever. So that's what I mean. I don't mind doing that, bringing him in, and he can stopgap it until you figure out what you do with Myers, until Bear comes back. Because the thing I don't want to see, and this is what happened with the previous regime, right? It's like, we want our third-line center. Who's left? Uh, Jay Beagle, here you go. You know what I mean? It's like... Don't do that. If if the guy you want's not there, it's okay to to stopgap it for a year. It's okay to sign a guy to a one year deal and try to figure it out a bit later on. It doesn't mean you don't solve that need long term. Like we talked about, there are four needs. There are three big ones: two defensemen, righty lefty, whichever one you want to go. Regardless, you need a good PK defenseman at, mm-hmm. at the very least, either side. You need a third line center and you need a winger. Can you get all four of those things in one off season? Can you get, can you get your four long term answers in one off season? Unlikely. So. Here's the other tweet that I wanted to read. Uh, it's from our guy, Five Connects Thoughts. Yeah. What about a Keandre Miller offer sheet? Now, okay, hang on. I just want to hit pause, okay? Because I, I can see your reaction already. It's forming. The big sigh. Like, 
We just talked about what are the things that you don't see coming. Yeah. An offer sheet, in theory, could be one of those things that they don't see coming. Now, they don't have second-round picks for this. That's, that's where it but, gets complicated. So but go through the, the compensation, offer sheet breakdown. Yes, please. Going up to $6.5 million. Right. Or six point four three five one eight six. First and a third? First and a third. But you is, don't need your second-round pick to pull this off. But Keandre Miller... I, I'm not saying it's going to be Keandre Miller, but do, should we explore the offer yes. sheet market that this season... Because the Canucks do have their 2024 first and do have their 2024 third. Yes. Is this something we should explore? We should explore it. The only thing I would say is how willing are they to leave their first round pick next year unprotected? Because you can't put protections on offer sheets. You know, like it's. But if you're telling me it's Keandre Miller, I I care less. I understand. I understand. Here's the other thing, though. If your offer sheet to Keandre Miller doesn't start with an eight, you're not getting him. Yeah, like he's not signing. I, I said six point four. Right. Like he's not. I don't think so. The buzz around Miller is he wants a big mega contract. Right. And. Man, that dude's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, and given what uh, defensemen are getting paid nowadays, even guys that you know haven't you know or don't even profile like what he does, mm-hmm. like he's not signing for under seven point five at the very least. Like, so I just don't see Vancouver being able to offer sheet somebody that big. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because I'm a okay, I'm all for yes. offer sheets and Calandre Miller. I just, but is there is there someone else that fits in that six point four range and below that you look at and say again we can explore this moving forward? But is, is would that be the surprise of the offseason? That could be a surprise. You know, the biggest surprise internally for me would be they trade Brock Besser after saying they're not trading him. That yeah. would be the surprise. It's kind of like the OEL. We're not buying out OEL. And then like now everybody is, now now not everyone assumes Besser is coming back. Mm-hmm. Now the team has never said that they promised anybody back. They always kind of leave the door open somewhat. But there was a big you know kind of push that Garland is most likely going, but Besser is staying. Besser isn't going anywhere. He wants to stay. He's staying. I'd say he would be the biggest surprise on the roster outside of obviously they end up moving a, G- a JT or Pedersen, which I don't think they're going to do. But yeah, just uh, the offer sheet would be pretty fun. Yes. I mean, I'm, I love it. I love it. I mean, the Canucks do a buyout and an offer sheet in one <laughs> offseason? Come on. They don't care at all. <laughs> Man. Protocol GM. Protocols and etiquette, be damned. Yeah, all of it, be damned. You're going to piss off agents and you're going to piss off other GMs. <laughs> it's great. Make everybody hate you. Just be good, please, if that happens. No, but I mean, I think these are all the types of options kind of available to you. And the thing I don't want to see, going back to it again, is don't force something if your ideal or your long-term guys aren't there. Like Because even the third-line center, there is a world where I look at this pick and I say, you can, you can probably just sign uh, Teddy Bluger or Nola Chari or David Kampf. Mm-hmm. David Kampf, actually, you know what? The more I look at it, he's not a righty center, but in the free agent class, he might be the perfect center for this team. Right? Was he's, he on our list uh, a month he's ago? He's on our list. Uh, yeah, he was on our list, too. He's 6'2". Yeah. He played the second most PK minutes of any center in the league last year. Very good on the PK. Good defensively. Has some speed. Has some physicality. Has some size. Won't get overpaid. Like, I'd much rather just sign David Kampf to a couple years. You know, sign Luke Shen to a couple years, Right. Take a flyer on somebody else on a one-year deal somewhere. Like I'd much rather you do that this offseason and kind of leave your flexibility open if you can't get your long-term fits. Because as you said, there's four problems you need to solve. Yes. You're probably not going to bat a 1,000. No, you're probably so not. So if you're going to miss, miss small. Yes. And if you do some small hits like that, I mean, it can help you enough to make the postseason this year. Nobody's assuming this team's going to win a Stanley Cup next year. Like, even if people say, follow, follow, follow the Florida model, well, that still means you're losing in the Cup Finals. You're not, like, this isn't the year you're saying, yeah. let's go and win the Stanley Cup. You know what I mean? And those guys can get you through a year where you're competing if you can't find your longer-term fits, right? And and that's one thing I would explore. And I think now that Vancouver has a cap space pick, 
they could convince one of those guys on, on, a, on a short-term deal to come here now because you can give a little bit more money. Hey, conf $2 million to come here instead of $1.5. It's a one year. Who cares? You don't worry about it as much, right? So those are the things they could be looking at. I know Soapy mentioned Scott Mayfield. He's 6'5". He fits the profile too, mm-hmm. but he's 30 years old. How much do you want to pay a 30-year-old defenseman who's a stay-at-home defensive defenseman? Profile-wise, he fits what Vancouver wants, but he's 30. And he's coming off a year where he was good and teams he don't have any options. He may push for a few more years and he may push for a few more dollars. Would you do 4x4 four four for a guy like him? We get back to the situation <laughs> we're in now. I mean, here's another big defenseman. What if he's like Myers in two years? We're sitting here talking about here's another overpaid you know, big defenseman on your on your blue line. So that's where it gets dicey on the free agent market. All right, uh, we'll hit some more of your text messages. Much more to come on the other side as well. Bix just laughing. You know what? Share it on the other side. Sure. No, we're late. I got to read the tag to get out. We're late. All right, uh, we'll get back to more of your conversation, more of this conversation, and more stuff from you on Canuck Central. And NHL draft coverage is brought to you by the Vancouver Giants, showcasing NHL prospect talents, including Samuel Hanzik and Jaden Lipinski. Come watch some NHL talent in action this season. Go to vancouvergiants.com slash tickets. More coming up on Canuck Central.